this thing on? Oh, I thought they silenced us, yay. Power to the people. We living in that 31st century. Futuristic fly shit. The penthouse is the projects and everybody flies private. New watch, you know what time it is. Watch us. They can't stop us. The profits, biatches. No one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the power. Uh, rumble, young man, rumble. Life's a trip, so sometimes we gon' stumble. You gotta go through pain in order to become you. But once the world knows you, you'll feel like it's only one you. One you. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. This is episode two, two, two. That comes after one of the sarcasm remains, and I am Fuzzy B. I got with me my guy Tyler Newton. What's up, Tyler? What's going on, man? Nothing much. I am chilling, brother. Uh, how's your uh, mental health? Mental health is good, man. You know, we were just talking. I, I've been uh, feeling myself lately this week, and it's just been it's been an awesome month, man. We got a lot of good things going. So I, I'd probably say I'm in some of the best mental health I've been in in you know, quite a while. Right. And uh, the last time we talked, we did mention that, you know, physical health plays a large part in mental health awareness and mental health checks, right? Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah, Looks good, good, feel good, right? Yeah, I mean, I I feel good. I don't know about the looking part, but you know, we're we're, we're getting there. Um, you know, I brought you on to talk about some things, but first, I'm gonna go into a couple of things that's been on my mind. Um, feel free to chime in. The first thing on my mind, people, 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 and I'm gonna say idiots. Stop comparing R. Kelly to Jared from Subway or Hugh Hefner or Chris Brown. Right? You you guys are coming off as R. Kelly defenders. You guys are coming off as uh, pedophile defenders you're coming off as rapist defenders it doesn't look good and in fact you guys are called the pee hive because you guys love r kelly so much i don't care if you play his music or not but you defending him makes you look really 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 suspect yeah jane so dog the bounty hunter came here to northport he went up to the laundry home and actually knocked on the door on sunday but they never came and answered him but dog the bounty hunter cannot do anything to brian laundries um, I think he's just following the feds and he's releasing it because the feds don't release that information. But please stop believing that a guy who's not even a bounty hunter anymore, he's not even licensed to carry a gun anymore, can find someone that the feds can't. Uh, and when the feds do find him, and hey, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But when the feds do find him, I get the feeling he'll be around and be like, yeah, I totally let them there. Uh, it's not true. Don't believe everything you see on the Internet or TMZ. Also. If Blue's Clues was there, he'd have a better shot of finding them than <laughs> the bounty hunter because Blue's actually knows how to follow clues. You know, Wait, do that. people actually think that Dog the Bounty Hunter is going to find this guy? Like, is that it, a real thing right now? It is because he, he went to the house, he knocked on the door, and they're like, oh, no, dog's there. And he went to the park, um, coincidentally, where the feds are already looking, but he's in the park and he said he's going to bring out the, his daughter said he's going to bring out the dogs to uh, find this guy. And I'm like, he, he, he doesn't have the authority to arrest anyone like you and I have the same authority as he does to arrest anyone. And that'd be a citizen of citizens arrest. But he can't. Say. Yeah, he, he doesn't have even if he was still a bounty hunter and he's not. Um, I think he's trying to get a new show because the people on his team were bounty hunters. They took his bounty hunter license away a long time ago for him being too aggressive or, you know, beating up people when you shouldn't off the of TV. Uh, gotcha. You know, I mean, if he can help find that person. 
because that Brian Laundrie's a scumbag. You know, that's the guy who went cross country yeah. with his girl and then she he came back without her because he then they found her dead and he fucking killed her. He did it. Um, and his parents are helping. So where the parents said that he left on a certain day, but the feds found out he bought a, a burner phone from a AT&T store. And so in the camera work, it's him and an older woman who's probably his mom. So now that he's a there's a warrant out for his arrest and it's a felony across state lines. His parents can't lie no more because then they'll get hit with a bait and a felon. And that's fed. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, so Dog the Bounty Hunter is not doing anything but putting on a show for y'all. And the last thing is protect your hoodies, Kings. It's officially hoodie season. She doesn't want to just try it on. She doesn't want to just borrow it to remind her of you for the day and she'll give it back. If you let her leave with that hoodie, you were never, ever, ever getting that hoodie back. There's girls that got hoodies from me that from high school, I still want back. Y'all be keeping shit. Yeah. But that's all I got. Tyler. Sorry for that oh, rant. Man. Just a few things on my mind. No, mama. you're good. Um, I, dude, I was excited when you said it's hoodie season, but then when you, you turned it on having to get your hoodie back, I don't have that problem anymore because I'm married. You're so married, so you know. House. You, even though she, she still might keep it and claim it as hers, but at least you get to see it. You know, you got to hey. share custody. Hey, man, that's why I got my own merch nowadays, man. I got plenty of hoodies right here behind me. So, you know, if she wants one, I got one in all sizes. There you go. And, and put it on once and then give it to her that way. Yeah, it smells just like me. I wear it all the time. <laughs> Hashtag merch link and bio. <laughs> yeah, I will certainly do that. Get some merch. So the last time we talked, we talked about how your drinking buddies are not your friends. I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of people need to learn, especially if you're in Charleston. I think it's a big problem we have with our food and bev industry is you guys don't want to be healthy because you only know your friends as, hey, we're going to go out after we get off our shift, relieve our stress, and booze till 2, 3 a.m. Cocaine and booze. Charleston's I mean, favorite. I mean, it, it'll help you lose weight for a little bit. <laughs> it's not like cocaine to you. Uh, but we talked about how your drinking buddies are not your friends, and we kind of touched how Charleston is not the best city when it comes to you know not drinking because no one wants to hang out with you if you don't drink. Um, and people were using it as a kind of a crutch. And also they were kind of using cocaine too to try and lose weight. You remember that conversation? <laughs> yeah, I remember that conversation. That's and a good conversation. It is. I mean, we can still have that conversation because it's still going on. I mean, and I, I love the food That's and bev community. I, I'm friends with a lot of them. Um, you know, my background is actually food and bev. I went to school, hospitality Same. management. And I do uh, event bartending and I you know, get checks from Tito's occasionally for working their events. So, and they didn't sponsor this at all. Just want to put that out there, but they can. Um, yeah, but, Hit us up. Hit us up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We, we accept in contracts, but uh, it, it is, it, it's ironic. I've never been to an event, even as a bartender. And, you know, when I'm bartending, I, I drink too, because it's part of it. But, you know, I know I, I pace myself, you know, it's kind of like a perk of the job. Um, but at every food and bev, establishment you always see once they get off they stay there they go to the next bar and they, they just relax with alcohol um and it's almost it's it's a it transcends into a fix like yeah you almost have to have that drink after work you almost have to it's almost like people who smoke cigarettes like alcohol is addictive um again no judgment here because i drink um i i know oh. how it is i i mean i balance because literally all i drink is water and alcohol like I barely drink like juice or anything like that. It's like one or the other. So I like to think that the alcohol hits my body is just swimming in a pool of water. Uh, but it is a thing here. So what are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, man. I mean, dude, I, I'm like any other normal person. I mean, I enjoy socially drinking. Um, it's football season. There's no way I can make Go it through Cowboys. a whole. In- <laughs> Go Pats. Um, <laughs> we got a big game this weekend, too, by the way. We can. Um, we got the Panthers, so that's going to be fun. Yeah, man. Uh, but, you know, like, here's my thing, man. Um, if the majority of your diet is made up of, you know, water or even if we want to talk about like Gatorade with the zero sugar, or body armors, coconut waters, like there's plenty of good electrolyte drinks out there. But you if like you're drinking, body over, you like body armor over Gatorade. I, I do lately, man. Um, I just think because it better. And I think Gatorade has a lot more sugar. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you look at it, I believe body armor is made from coconut water as well. So I think that's why you have a little bit more flavor in there. Um, but to me, like Gatorade sometimes now is like too sweet for me because I just don't drink it a lot anymore. And so like when I do have a Gatorade, I have to find the zero sugar or else like a regular Gatorade is just like way too sweet for me. Um, but you know, it, when we get into this topic of like, can I have alcohol while I'm dieting or, you know, like, what are your thoughts on alcohol? I always try to tell everybody like you can have alcohol and we can make it work with your macros. Cause I'm more of a macro based coach. Um, but I try to tell people all the time, like if, if I drink alcohol, so like for me right now, like I limit usually one to two bourbons when I watch the Carolina game. And that's the only time I really drink outside of date night with the wife. But typically I'm going to choose date night with the wise fellas. Just always keep it spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just had a big conversation in my one-on-one client, uh, group message about like taking time to spend with your significant others. And having like non-negotiables around that, so we can we can follow up on that one too later. Um, but Second when we're talking, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but when we're talking about like alcohol and the body and the effects, I mean, one of the things we have to remember is like what it does to our metabolism, what it does to our circadian rhythm cycle, meaning our sleep cycle. And so when we start talking about all of these things, like it plays a huge part in how our body functions. And so people that are drinking, like that are already in food and bev and working late nights, and then you're adding alcohol to that, like we're just really messing up that sleep cycle, which is not very helpful for the longevity well, for of me, our when, life. When I get drunk, I always pass out. That a thing? <laughs> like my body puts right? me to sleep as soon as I get home. It's like wham. Yeah, but but here's the thing: like, wouldn't it be much easier to fall asleep without having to have alcohol and just be able to like pass out too? Like that's the thing. Some people that sounds some like people, some people out there, believe it or not, like for them, if they aren't drunk or have a little bit of a buzz, it's harder for them to go to sleep because oh, they have really high cortisol levels because they're always up late at night because we're programming or reprogramming the body to sit there and elevate cortisol levels when they should actually be down regulating. So for mm-hmm. them, then using that alcohol to kind of give them that almost like sleepy kind of feeling becomes the crutch. Right. And so this is just one of the things that I've just seen over the years of working in food and bev because you and I both come from food and bev originally. I mean, if yep. you haven't worked in food and bev in your 20s, then like, what are you doing? Like if you want to work on your sales skills for later on in life, go work in food and bev and learn how to upsell the menu. Like, honestly, I think that's the best sales training anybody can ever get. But once again, we can go down another rabbit hole, uh, segment four. Um, <laughs> we're just going to keep adding segments. Add segments. <laughs> so, so really and truly, like what we have to start looking at in this whole lifestyle when we talk about alcohol and the effects on our body is, yes, it's okay to have a moderation, but like, let's look at how many times a week we're having it. 
one to two times a week, like we've all been able to say like, yes, like we can live off that and it's okay. And we can see success from a body standpoint goal. The problem is when you do have that one or two nights that you're drinking alcohol, like, are you getting blackout or are you just enjoying a nice cocktail? Are you enjoying a good bourbon? Like there's different levels and that's really what we need to discuss. Not think people can't figure out if they're drinking for satisfaction or if they're just drinking to drink. Yeah. You know, like, do you go out every day to drink? Like me, I, you know, I'll popping up my favorite bar and I, you know, I'm, if I'm feeling good, I, I'm a bourbon guy too. So I'll get like a bourbon, bourbon and ginger, you know, ginger sugar, but you know, I try to get a bourbon and ginger, um, yeah. or even a Tito's and water. Um, shout out my guy, Brian, he got me drinking those. But, uh, besides that, it's like, sometimes I just want bears and I'm a bear guy, but I'm not a bear snob. I'll drink a dollar 50 bear, you know, just cause it's a dollar 50, you know, and, you know, I can get three of those and be cool. I'm cool with it as opposed to paying $9 for one beer. So, you know, I, I think maybe yeah. budget plays a part in how people drink too. I dude, I, I totally agree. I mean, if you're a college kid, how many college kids do you know that are drinking $9 beers? Most of them are going to try to go find the two or $3 beer and it's going to be a light beer, but then, exactly. but then they try to drink like 10 or 12 of those to get the same <laughs> effects as like three of your IPAs. So well, you know, they, they don't understand that because they're college kids. Yeah, I mean, some adults don't understand that either. So. Yeah, <laughs> but but you end up spending the same amount at the end of the day, almost. To be honest, right. uh, just a lot more empty calories typically in the lighter beers. Um, but but yeah, I mean, like when I go out with my wife, I usually limit myself to like, dude, I'm chugging water the whole time, and I'll have like one cocktail. You know, the other day we went over to a friend's house for the Carolina Georgia game. We had a chili cook off, and I had. <laughs> You had a chili cook off. You didn't invite me, bro. I thought we were cool. Hey, man, they I barely got the invite. <laughs> you were a plus one. <laughs> yeah, I was the plus one, man. My wife's like, oh, we're having a chili cookout. I was like, oh, we're still doing that. I'm like, damn, OK. Like, I live in my own world, man. Like, I'm so focused <laughs> on my business that I just live in my own world with my clients. And like, I tell this my friends tells you when you're doing stuff. Man, I tell my friends all the time, I, I love you guys, but at the same time, like, if you don't tell me what's going on, I'm just going to keep, like, staying in my own world. But I'll be there if you tell me where to be and what right. time. Like, I'll show up. Don't have to tell me twice. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've been living under a rock, I guess, because when you started talking about Dog the Bounty Hunter, like, looking for this guy, I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? Hey, what is going on in the world? Um, That's the new thing, on the trend on Twitter right now. Yeah. So, but, you know, when we start talking about the lifestyle of like, hey, can we see, uh, you know, say physical progress while still being able to be social and enjoy drinks? And one of the things that I always try to tell people is, one, there's got to be a little bit of self-will. Like, you just got to be cool with like who you are. And this kind of comes back to the psychology of the person. And if you're not confident in who you are as a person and that alcohol has to bring you out, in order for you to be a social person, that's a problem. That means we need to go back to the drawing board and like focus on like who you are as a person, who you want to be. Because I can tell you this, like I've hung out with all of my friends without drinking and they still love me. And I've hung out with my friends while being really fucked up and they still love me. They probably love you more. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm the same person. I'm the same talkative, sarcastic, like football loving person who also, if you get me talking about health and fitness, I'm going to go off on a tangent because that's my life and that's what I love, right? Like we always revert back to what we love. 
And if you're around people that accept you and are willing to listen to you like rant about those things, just like my one buddy who loves stocks and I listen to him about that because I'm like, you know what? I don't know shit about stocks. So I'll listen and maybe Sounds learn good. something, <laughs> right? Like, hey, teach me how to make some more money with the money I'm already making. Like, let's, let's right. compound that. So, you know, it's about just taking people with who they are and not relying on having to drink in order to feel like you fit in. Because at the end of the day, this is when we went back to your drinking buddies aren't really your friends. Mm -hmm. Because once again, your drinking buddies are just drinking buddies. They don't really know who you are. Like, where's the deep conversation or the, you know, actual connection outside of, hey, man, let's go get fucked up, try to find some girls, see if we can take them home. And like, does she have a friend? And, right. And a lot like, of people complain. Well, I've seen this complaint on a Twitter, the, the blue app. I'm sorry, the bird app. The blue app is Facebook. So on a bird app, I've seen, uh, well, some people will say, and this is big in Charleston, there's not a lot of activities that people like to do that isn't alcohol based. Um, like uh, yeah. festivals, you know, the bar, restaurants, although food is the main focus there. And I'm like, there's things to do. It's just, like say on date night, not with you, obviously, but say on like dates where someone is meeting up with someone for a first date. And of course, unless you go on a coffee date, which is during the day at night, you're going to take somebody to a bar or restaurant and talk to them, you know, to ease the tension or whatever. Gone are the days where on a first date, you'll take someone like a walk in a park or like I'll do like an aquarium because I just love aquariums. Like I'll, I'll take I'll take somebody to a museum. Like that's my shit. Like I'm I'm all in for that. But I'm also down for like going for wine walks and, you know, like I, I can balance because I know I'm I find fun in everything. But a lot of right. people don't. A lot of people don't even see those as options because they either think that they don't have the the mental stamina to meet with someone uh, for a first time and get to know someone without alcohol breaking that glass, you know, or breaking. I I, this is just a personal opinion, but I guarantee you that if in today's age, if we actually dated other people without having to go out and have alcohol with that person in order to feel like we can be ourselves, relationships would last longer. You get to meet the real person better. Although right. sometimes people say alcohol bring out the truth in you, but I mean, not always the good truth. I, I, I do. I, I do like that saying where, you know, it's like a sober man's thoughts is a drunk man's words. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely say that's true, but this comes back to just being connected to who you are at your base, right? Like, once again, like, we're coming back to, like, what is it that you love? Like, for you, you said you love museums, right? You're going to want to find a girl that, even if she doesn't like museums, maybe she would at least like the thought and the creativity behind that date, other she than another like guy. enough to go to the museum. Right. <laughs> like, like I, I have this conversation all the time, like, with people. I'm like, my wife and I now play volleyball, co-ed volleyball on Thursday nights. And I tell my clients, I'm like, Thursday nights at six o'clock and afterwards, not your time. That's my play volleyball time with my wife. Pleasure. Yep. At Santi's. And so I try to tell people, uh, it's right there off of Coleman. So I try to tell people like all the time, especially my clients. I'm like, Hey man, like my wife, this was really important to her. It wasn't that important to me, but you know what? It's important to me now because I see how much joy it brings her, which then brings me joy. And making right. her happy. And then Little in happiness. return, and then in return, like there's things that she does for me that make me really happy that I know it's not her jam, but like she'll come play golf and like ride in the cart and like let me go play golf. Like that's fine. Like, you know, there's always that give and take. Right. So when we start talking about like all this stuff, like you have to start dating people 
not hiding behind going out and getting drunk. Like my wife and I, when we first started dating, yeah, we were younger and like we were dependent upon like living our best life in Charleston because we were both kind of new. But at the same time, as you grow and evolve, and I guess this is just coming with age, it's one of those things where you really start to enjoy actually getting to know each other and doing things that aren't alcohol related. Because then you don't have to wake up the next day and feel like shit. You actually get productive and you get more out of your day too when you can wake up with a clear mind and a clear head. So it's all about lifestyle. But, you know, hey, then again, like I'm going to tell you right now, there's some nights where, yeah, I feel like having one too many. And once I get going, like it's going to be there. Like that's okay too. But we just have to. (laughs) Absolutely. We just have to make it all work together for what we want out of life and understand that alcohol doesn't need to be the reliant factor in our life. You know, you can go walk the bridge for a date. You can, uh, I mean, I do not there's so many more the bridge for a date. You gonna be out of breath. She's going to be looking at you like you're crazy. <laughs> like, why are you taking me? Are you sweating? I don't know about the walking the bridge. We're going for a okay. walk. How about that? Okay. <laughs> How about this? How about this? Go to Pitt Street Bridge and do a picnic. I guarantee you guys, if you're listening and, and the girls who are listening to, they're probably like, damn, I want somebody like that. Go out to Pitt Street Bridge at sunset, lay out a picnic. And I guarantee you, That's people dope. might look at you kind of weird, but I guarantee you she's going to be into it because it's thoughtful. It's meaningful, right? Like, they're looking at you weird, but they're going to turn around and copy you the next week. So, hey, listen, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times like people looking at you like, what the hell are you doing? They're really thinking, damn, I wish I had the balls I to do that. I've been doing that. Yep. So. I mean, you just got to get creative and think about things like that and, and think outside the box, outside of drinking. And really, and truly, you'll be amazed at what else pops up in Charleston. So Thanks. so tell you what, let's uh, let's go ahead and take a break after this. This is The Sarcasm Remains. It's Fousey B. I got my guy Tyler with me. And we'll be back after these Drunk Animals The World Ear Pulling Championship Extra Nipples Do any of these things sound like things you see every day? I don't think so. Hi, I'm Chris Taliaferro, and I've got a podcast called Things You Don't See Every Day with Chris Taliaferro. We cover some fascinating and bizarre things. I'd love for you to join us. Check it out. Come to anchor.fm forward slash things you don't see podcast and give us a listen. Yeah, he makers. Killer. Woo. Let's do it. This is it. Come on, man. Diplomats. Come on! Yeah! Jim Jones, where you at, baby? I'm Joel Santana. This is music right here. Once again, where you at? I feel like Rocky or something, man. Yo, they try to box me in a corner for the longest. Uh, No key, lock me in this corner for the longest, but. Come on, man. 
Okay, we are back. The sarcasm remains. This is episode two on Fousey B. I got my guy Tyler with me. Um, so let's jump to a serious note really quick, my people. Um, just a couple of facts. Almost 10 million people die from cancer every year. That's every year, 10 million people. It's the cause of every sixth death. Um, it's one of the largest health problems in the world. And we know that October is Cancer Awareness Month. Known how real it is that cancer is the thing. Shout out to all of my cancer survivors and all my people going through it. Um, condolences to those who lost people uh, due to cancer. This ties back in because I believe some of the foods that we eat um, cause has a lot to do with cancers that we get, as well as us not working out. And, you know, we can go down that long list, but we're going to kind of keep it on an uptick. So, Tyler, tell the people what you got going on for Cancer Awareness Month. Yeah, man. Uh, first of all, appreciate you letting me uh, come on and, and kind of preach uh, what we're doing here as a company. Um, so for the month of October, for us, we are trying to raise money for Breast Cancer Research Foundation. Uh, we have a goal of $2,000 that we're trying to get to. And uh, we're just simply asking for donations and participations and getting healthy as well. So uh, what we have is <clears throat> we've created a, a kind of challenge, so to speak, uh, for the month of October, where uh, we're just asking people when you go into the gym each and every day, whether you're actually working out or you want to start working out, this is a great program that we have set up to where no matter what fitness level you're in, there's a workout that you can do. Um, or you can add this on to the end of your workout as well, if you already have a workout regimen that you're on. And so what we're asking is for 31 days in the month of October that you donate $31 and you participate and just do the workouts every day. So, I mean, it's as simple as a 31 minute walk each and every day, 31 minutes on the stair climber. And then we have a couple more that are a little bit more challenging. I know that we have one where uh, we do like a little burpee box jump and lunge circuit. Another one is just a simple push up, sit up, air squat challenge as well. So, you know, everything that we're doing, we're trying to keep it light, fun, but also kind of give you a good workout as well. So we're going to get fit for breast cancer. And, and like I said, we've already raised $450 before we've even hit October. So our end goal is ultimately uh, to try to hit $2,000 if we can, as well as help people get fit. So we also have multiple levels too. Uh, if you we're doing shirts as well. So if you donate over $50, we'll, we'll throw you a t-shirt. If you donate over a hundred dollars, uh, we will give you our entry level nutrition coaching program as well. So a little bit more incentive if you donate over a hundred dollars. Do they get one of the hoodies? The hoodies, I can't, I can't hook you up with the hoodies, man. <laughs> I, I wish I could, but you know, I gotta, I gotta kind of keep my margins on that, which is nah. literally nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I charge everybody at calls for the hoodies, so there, there's no margins there other than it's collecting dust if you don't buy it. So sorry, guys, I tried to get the hoodies for you, but yeah, man, <laughs> that, that that's real cool. With that program, do you have it set up to where you can do for if they exercise at home as opposed to the gym? Yeah. I mean, so all the workouts that we have, I mean, the four that we're asking people to choose from all can be done from home. None of them actually need a gym to do them. So whether you actually go to the gym or if you're still staying at home and working out from home, you can complete all of the challenges anywhere. And, and really and truly, like we're only asking for about 30 minutes of your time, if not less. 
So it's not going to take too long to do them. We do ask like, if you're going to do it with us, if you don't mind tagging us using the hashtag strong and shredded for breast cancer awareness, got to throw the program name in there as well as the right. breast cancer awareness, because there's going to be a lot of breast cancer awareness hashtags. So that's right. Um, yeah, you want to stand out. Yeah, we, we got to kind of do the whole marketing game. Unfortunately, I'm not the best marketer and I couldn't come up with anything shorter. So I apologize <laughs> for the long hashtag. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it works. And, you know, like I said, we're, we're trying to do this for a good cause. This is my first time actually doing a fundraiser. So I'm pretty new to the whole process. But I figured why not do two things uh, in one, which is one, help breast cancer research and two, help people get fit too. So hopefully they don't have to deal with this. So and also like, you know, let's not let's not think just about our women, you know, men also get breast cancer, by the way. Um, so it doesn't matter. Uh, I know we, we think pink and we think of the women, but you know, don't forget, like, I'm sure one of us will eventually find like a guy in our life that probably has had to survive breast cancer as well. So, you know, to all the moms, the dads, anybody that's had to go through breast cancer, um, we're doing this for you guys. And we want to help do our part in raising awareness for you guys. Right. And I, and I want to thank you for that. Because like I said, I do know some people who've had breast cancer, I've had uh, some of my aunts had went through that. And so with this, you know, as you know, I'm part of that ESOM call while I'm sitting out this round. You know, <laughs> but I know good, that they, they do You'll a lot come of over things. to the good side eventually. You'll come <laughs> over to the good side. Right. Well, the one thing I'll say about them, and I, I don't want to promote them or demote them or whatever, no. is that once you pay for the program, you're in it for life. Like there's, they only charge yeah. you up to, I think it's a what, eight, what, eight week program you pay for it and you can, you are in there forever. Yeah. So it's like people, like I took this, this cycle out and I might jump back in on the next cycle, a little bit easier for me to understand what they're looking for. And at some points, once you get to it, you can kind of adjust it for what you want to do good for me because that whole not drinking thing was the one that got me and like work out and then go have a, a beer and it's like back to the cycle but to focus back <laughs> on the cancer part what I was gonna say well they have a lot of things where people will work out and they'll tag like they'll put on their instagram or they'll put on their facebook you want people to do that as well correct like you want people to show yep. that they're actually working out because that motivates and that inspires others to do it yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we actually, I mean, of course, like if you could film yourself, maybe like a, a short time lapse of doing the workout and then tag us. Um, we also do this really cool thing that I picked up from a friend and then like my communities just really picked up on it, ran with it, where we do like a daily dap after we work out every day. We, we find a mirror or set up our phone and, and we just give a little fist bump into the phone and we tag our gym bros and try to keep each other accountable, nice. our gym our gym girls. Um, and you know, it's been something that's really cool to kind of see the community adopt that too. So, I mean, even if you want to get in on our daily dap, uh, and you don't want to film your whole workout when you do it, um, just tag us, or like I said, uh, tag the hashtag strong and shredded for breast cancer. Um, and let us know that you're out there. You know, the more people that we have tagging us, the more we can raise awareness and the more time, the more other people typically jump in because, most people don't want to be the only ones doing something. So when one person starts it and it starts to evolve that way, typically we can kind of run with that momentum and, and really grow this into something. So I love that, uh, you know, my kickball team, we have this thing where, you know, not to keep bringing it back to alcohol, but when we, uh, <laughs> during COVID, we would have, we, first of all, we do Dunderstruck um, on that's Zoom. A, that's and, a fun game. Yeah, it's not when you get the wrong part of the song. But um, but also, uh, we were just doing like our Snapchat or something. It's kind of like the dap, but you know, we'll like crack open a beer and 
you know, take it, pop it to the phone and then shoot it. So it's kind of like the dab, but it's like it's like a cheers, you know, just showing everybody that we're still around. So I love that idea of doing a dab, you know, after accomplishing yep. the ex- exercise. So. Yeah, it, if you want to equate it to the alcohol one, you know, the whole C1 chug one, like it's kind of like yeah. that, except yeah. for we're, uh, we're we're getting healthy and getting fit and trying to work out. <laughs> you're, you're getting strong and shredded. Exactly. I like it. Why don't you tell these people where they can find you out? I mean, we're not done with the show yet, but, you know, just the information. And I, I will put this information um, in the show notes so that everyone can kind of click on it and find you. But where would they find you? Yeah. So if you guys go over to my Instagram, it's a uh, new 10 underscore fitness. And we have a link in there for you guys to donate. Um, and then you can also find me on Facebook. Just research Tyler Newton. Look for the bearded guy smiling in the gym. That's me. And uh, <laughs> and those are the main two places that I'm on. I'm trying to get my TikTok game up, but I'm not that interesting on TikTok. We'll see if I can uh, try to find more creative ways to well, you- you don't have to be interested on TikTok. You you do fitness, right? And you have a beard. You you automatically gain some followers. All you got to do is start putting up some workouts. I'm telling you, I see the, the people with the stupidest, stupidest things that they have, and they become famous on TikTok. So someone like you is actually yep. important doing workouts and fitness. You'll definitely uh, get a bunch of followers really, really quick. Yeah. I, I mean, I I need to I need to try to do something, man. I, I was good for about three weeks doing tiktoks every day and then uh it's funny man when when you do enough things in your day like wanting to be on social media is actually something i don't enjoy i love to talk and i love to like be in front of people but i hate having to do video editing and like thinking about like what am i going to say like that's so stressful to me man but the the whole the reason i'm on tiktok but i'm not an active content maker on tiktok and it's because the the stuff that they're doing on there if this is my 20s i would have been loved doing that stuff like they're some of the yeah. stuff they're doing i was doing in my 20s like asking people questions and you know like that's you know i, I did that in my 20s running up on people with random questions or doing like pranks and stuff but now they're like eating off of it because the new generation is just you know tiktok has made it, it you know tiktok came from the vine Remember, vine was something that people would do it was like six seconds and now tiktok expanded that but it's basically the vine grown. Vine has grown up yep. and TikTok is where it is now. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny to see the evolution of social media. And if you really look at it, it's all the same in a way of like something that's come before it. Other mm-hmm. than Facebook, Facebook's, well, Facebook's sort of like the more evolved uh, MySpace. Uh, for right. anybody that doesn't know what MySpace is, uh, it's in the history books now. Uh, you can look it up. <laughs> Shout out Tom. Um, Tom Tom is all of our friend. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, the Vine was like a thing I remember when I was actually in F&B. So that had to be like from the, I must have been like 23, 24. So God, almost eight years ago, huge. And then you have TikTok come up and you're like, oh, we're just going to extend the six seconds to 30 seconds. And now they're like, oh, now you get three minutes. And you're just like, man, it just <laughs> keeps getting longer and longer. And, and now, you know, Instagram's like, oh, well, we got to have our version of uh, TikTok. So now we have Reels. Really? And the algorithm now, believe it or not, on Facebook or Instagram, um, you get more views uh, and like get promoted more if you do more reels because they want to keep you there longer because they're trying to compete with TikTok. So right. it, 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 I, those I, algorithms, what I've seen is that, it, you know, they give you the, the stats, right? They give you the analysis about how many people watch versus how many people comment, you'll get way more people who will watch your video and not comment than vice versa. Like, you know, yeah. you got a thousand people that'll look at your video and like 
12 will comment, but you got those thousand views. I, I have so many friends who, um, who tell me all the time. And it's so funny. They're like, Oh man, like I always read all your stuff, man. Like I appreciate it. And like this, that, and the other. And then I'm like, yeah, but I never see you hit the like button. Yeah. Like I appreciate you like, <laughs> like and, and I try to tell people all the time, I'm like, I don't care if you pay me, but if you could just pay me by like acknowledging with a like or a comment to boost the algorithm for the people that do need to see it to help me out. Right. Like I appreciate that more than anything else, just because there is somebody that eventually will connect with the message and then like we get to help them, but it doesn't get put in front of more eyes. If you don't like comment, or like, like, or, it. Yeah, like show me, um, some, you don't owe me, you don't like, owe your friends money, but you owe your friends support. Yeah. I like, and, and I just always ask people, I'm like, if it resonates and you like it, like just drop me a heart emoji, drop me a, like a, a, a dap emoji, like a fist bump, like, just give me, me I'm not something doing it just to do it. Yeah. So like, guys, if you're listening and you like me and uh, you want to follow me, like start leaving me some hearts and, and hand emojis and, and I'll appreciate it. And I promise uh, if you're into fitness or want to get into fitness, like it's definitely worth it. So, yeah. and I'll appreciate it. And then maybe I'll send you a free hoodie. <laughs> but you got, you got to bring in more, uh, you, you got to bring in more support for your friends. Then he'll get your free hoodie. If he, Gets that support. Absolutely. I'm all about giving out free stuff. I just need a little bit of love. Need yeah, incentive to get, you know, you got to afford to be able to give out free stuff, you know. Exactly. <laughs> it's not, it's not free till you hit a certain market cap and then you're like, okay, like I can start giving out more free shit. Right. There's two games you can play. You, you can play, and this is just, sorry, I, I like to also talk about business for anybody that oh, likes ahead. business, but. You know, you get to a certain point to where you can either be cheap to the market and try to get a lot of people in for less, which E2M does a really good job for, by the way, like low price point, lots of people that come in. Whereas me, I like to be more high value and work with less people, so to speak. And you charge a little bit more because it's more one-on-one and it's more programmed to you and your needs, right? So there's always two ways to enter the marketplace and you got to define which one it is. And so I try to tell people all the time, like they always ask me, they're like, well, why do you charge so much? And I'm like, well, it's individualized. It's, it's programmed for you. And they're like, oh, well, so-and-so only charges this much and I get this. And I'm like, you're right, but they're cheap and affordable because they're trying to get the masses. Think of it like, right. like a gym, right? Like a gym doesn't like it when a lot of people actually come to the gym. I mean, they do no, and they, they don't. They want the subscriptions. They want the subscriptions of the people that'll come for one month and then keep paying for the year. They so me with Planet Fitness. Yeah. I mean, so you got to think about it that way from a business model of like, there's always a difference in what you pay for. And um, I always like this reference too. like pick three words. It's uh, it's cheap, good or fast. Pick two out of three and I'll tell you which one you're going to get. So that's a fun game to play. Well, the price is the price. If you set your price, you set your price. You know, it's you know, your value it's, it's like the uh, when when like musicians charge and Say, well, why why are you charging someone fifty k? You only perform for ten minutes, and it's like, well, I'm not charging fifty k for the ten minutes. I'm charging fifty k for the the time and effort it took me to craft these hits and learn my craft and perfect my instruments and to get my voice the right way. So you're paying for the experience and my knowledge base, and that's how I value myself. Yeah, I mean, it's taken me four years and a lot of money to get to like where I'm at personally, and you know, from a coach like to bring the amount of value that you bring. And so people don't really see the compounding effect of the amount of time and money and energy that you put into something. And then they, 
they want to think like, oh, like, well, it should be cheaper. And it it's, it's, it's always more to, to it than that. Right. Like, and, you know, I have assistant coaches now and like, I got to pay them. They're on my payroll. And like, you know, that cuts into margins too. Like people, people think when you show them like a bottom line revenue dollar that you're taking it all home. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that's far from the truth. Like <laughs> that, that is it, not what goes it, in my it, wallet. So, um, but you know, when you start looking at it from a business standpoint and like talking about prices, like, you know, there's people like you got to pay, there's, you know, bottom line that you have to cover in order to like be able to pay your own bills. And so right, your it, overhead. It, there's a lot of overhead that people don't see and that you have to pay for. Or we'll tell you what, <laughs> let's go ahead and, uh, we'll jump to another break before then though. Uh, just to reiterate that it's uh strong and shredded for breast cancer. Um, uh, I will put the links and the show notes um, and get this guy some support and don't forget to get the thumbs up and get my man some love because like his pictures comment on his videos and all of that and that's how you spread the support run back after these messages. had to lose it all to win the fight I had to fall so many times oh now I'm the last one standing yeah you know the code, we gotta live by it Never mind all the ice cubes on his wrist wear and the big body Live by the gun, get body door, sell a time in that seal It was hella times where I fail when I had a double back from them Are you looking for a show that discusses all things pro football and pro wrestling? Well, look no further than tap outs and touchdowns Bully Rye and his guests go in depth into the world of professional wrestling And along with show correspondent PJ Steven Review pay-per-view specials from wrestling companies all over the world Bully Rye also gives his best fantasy football advice throughout the NFL season, so you can get that edge to finally finish better than third in your fantasy football league. Follow the show on Twitter at Tapouts and TDs, or look for him on Facebook at Tapouts and Touchdowns, and be sure to check out the show. Now available on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts, or simply wherever you get your podcasts. That's Tapouts and Touchdowns, presented by Anchor Podcasts. This is the Sarcasm Remains. This is Fousey B. I got Tyler Newton here. Tyler, I'm sorry. Tyler Newton. And, you know, we, we talked about some things. We went over, you know, health is wealth, right? Health is wealth. And then we talked about how October is going to be Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And, you know, we want to get people out there uh, strong and shredded for breast cancer, which leads me to ask, what are your thoughts on, like, relationships? And you, do you think that couples should work out together? Does that... um does that foster a good relationship or how, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I, I think obviously it can depend on the person and their goals, but I know that I think it's healthy when you both are active and you're both going to the gym versus one person going to the gym and the other person staying at home and being kind of like a sack of potatoes <laughs> and not wanting to improve themselves. Because I, I think we see a lot of people whenever they start to try and improve themselves because they're tired of looking in the mirror and like not liking what they see, but their significant other actually doesn't really care to better themselves or to take care of themselves. It oftentimes leads to a lot of animosity, I think, in a relationship. 
So, you know, just using my own relationship, for example, you know, I'm very active and very fit and my wife is too. And we'll go to the gym. And while we might not do the same workout, sometimes we do sometimes, most of the time we don't, but sometimes we do, um, you know, it, to me, like when I watch my wife work out, like I'm just over there, like staring at a really hot girl, like <laughs> meeting my wife and, you know, she's, to she's me, married that girl. Yeah. Like, like to me, like, I'm just over there, like refalling in love. Cause like, I just, I love watching her work out and take care of herself. And, you know, for me, it's kind of like this weird game of like, when you used to be a single bro in the gym, you see a hot girl, like you're always like, man, I want to walk out to her. And like, you know, like, can, can, can I talk to her? Which by the way, guys, don't try to pick up girls in the gym. I was about unless, to say that that's like, never the way to go. Like, yeah, don't, don't even stare at girls in the gym. Like I'm no, no buff guy. I'm no gym fitness, but I have enough. <laughs> female friends that go to the gym or women friends, excuse me, feminists, but I have enough women friends that go to the gym that uh complain about, oh, this guy staring at me and and I'm I'm an antagonist too. I'm like, well, you know, you're you're going there with the tight fitting clothes, you know, but that that never is an excuse. You never can tell someone it's what you're wearing that they're staring. But you know, if you got the girls out, they're gonna peek. But just don't stare at them and don't try to holler at girls at the gym. But what about the parking lot? Does that count? <laughs> Uh, par- parking lot might, I, uh, is it nighttime or daytime? Like nighttime might be daytime. a little creepy. Daytime, Don't daytime might be either. a little bit like easier to approach. And like, kind of once you're out of the gym, she's done with her workout and like, it's a okay, little bit you more clear headed. <laughs> yeah, that, that might be when like, Hey, like I saw you're doing this one thing. And like, maybe you, you approach it with the, like, Hey, uh, I was curious about this approach. Um, but do it during the daylight, not at dark, because I just feel like at dark time, like that can be some creepy vibes. Their senses are heightened so, and you know, they don't want to talk to you. They want to get out of there. But, but I, I do like what you said there just a minute ago about like how, like when girls go to the gym and like, now we have like Gymshark apparel and Lululemon and a lot of this, like, you know, the girls like, Thank God for leggings, because like you know, every man loves loves leggings just as uh, much as the God girls do. The man, that came up with leggings. You know it was a man. God but, bless the man that came up with leggings. <laughs> but I want to hit on this one thing where you know, for a lot of women, and this is just from me, like working with some women, where you know, for them to go in and start wearing some of that stuff, sometimes like it's really big for a confident booster for them. And while they somewhat i mean i'm sure some women appreciate the looks because that could boost a female's confidence when they finally do start wearing that um and like they're flattered but don't take it too far like kind of like make sure you know the line between like being creepy and then just kind of like eye glancing because let's be honest guys like we're we're all like you know mammals here and we're going to look if you're attractive like attractive people just are going to attract looks but just don't be creepy about it and stare um I know I will say from personally speaking, um, I probably freak everybody out, whether you're a guy or girl, because I'm always looking at your form and I'm always like, all right, like I got to go over here and say something because you're about to hurt yourself. Like you should not are, are be you doing that. that. Are you that, that gym bro that uh, walks over like, hey, bro, like, let me help you out with this just a little bit. Like, are you that guy? <laughs> I, a little bit, a little bit. And I, I always like to have I always like to, to have this conversation with people because I actually had a client ask me about that today. So it's very relative and, and funny. I always will walk up to somebody if I see what they're doing either is really, really poor form and they might hurt themselves over time. Like say um, they're, they're doing a, I don't know, like a squat and their form is just like way off. I might walk up and I always try to approach it this way. 
hey, quick question. Do you mind if I give you just a real helpful tip real quick um, and then I'll leave you alone? You don't just walk up and touch somebody like, bro, you got to bend your back right here. <laughs> no, 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 no. I always try to wait when they're like in between a set or maybe they're just like in a rest period. And then I just try to like be very like nice about it and and kind of tell them like, hey, I do have a background in this. I'm a coach, but I just want to give you a tip so you don't hurt yourself. Like, I think this one's free. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think when you approach it with a very like, Hey, are you receptive to help? Or are you going to be like non-receptive? Cause I have had some people that just kind of look at me and like, you can kind of tell they're like, nah, fuck off, dude. Like, I don't want your help. I got but this. What I, I noticed on YouTube. <laughs> but what I've actually <laughs> noticed is a lot of people that are kind of beginners and you can kind of tell just from being in the gym a, a decent bit that, you know, if you're kind of really nice and just like, Hey, I'm not trying to like be a know-it-all. I just want to help you. Cause I noticed you might, get into a position that might hurt you. Like, can I give you a quick tip? And I've noticed that a lot of people actually really appreciate it, but there's a way you have to do it. That's like respectful to them and their privacy. So you kind of have to almost ask for that permission. Like, don't just go over there and be like, Hey man, like, let me give you some help. And then like, start like taking over. Like you got to kind of feel out like, Hey, like, are you receptive or not? So um, I am, and I'm not, for me, it's just gotta be like, are you going to put yourself in a dangerous position? If the answer is yes, then I want to help you so that you're safe. Um, but if you're just kind of in there and like, just don't know what you're doing, then uh, I use your just, time and your money in the gym anyway. Yeah. Like, uh, I saw a guy the other day who was like, like doing tricep extensions, except for like, he was barely like moving his arms. And I like, just, you could tell he was kind of lost. And I was like, Hey, like, can I just give you a quick tip real quick? And then I'll leave you alone. Uh, he was like, yeah, I'm kind of new in here. And I'm like, okay, great. Like, you know, like, it's nice to be helpful. Like, and if you come off as a helpful person, I think like people can know that the way you approach them versus like the, the really big, like gym bro, who's just trying to like pick up the chick and like give like, you nonchalant look, bro? what are you advice. doing, bro? You know, yeah. Those assholes. So, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, like, I hate to say that I'm sort of that guy, but like, I, I sort of am, but I'm, I'm you're the good guy not. though. You're, you're the good gym guy. You, you, you do it for health reasons. Like you don't want nobody to hurt themselves. Like, and if yeah. you happen to pick up a customer too along the way, that, that's not bad. Right? Yeah, I try not to do that. I try not to solicit like while I'm at the gym. Oh, at because gym, of the yeah, gym. yeah, I try to be respectful to the other trainers too. But at the same time, um, you know, if somebody overhears me say I'm a coach, like that's happened before. And then like they've approached me about like coaching, then like I'm, I'm all about it. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to go in somebody else's territory and try to like steal clients. Like that's not, gotcha. that's not my game. That's not my point. You, like I you want respect people... the rules. You respect the codes. Yeah. Like there's codes a certain, the code. there's a code. And like, I know there's personal trainers at the gym that, that I work at. And you know, if they, if they, uh, try to answer this the right way, they should be doing what I'm doing by trying to help people when they see that they're not using good form. I do think right. that they should do a better job of that. But at the same time, um, you know, I don't want to try to steal money away from them and, and take money out of their um, back pocket. So right. I'll leave it at that. So if you approach me about it, I'll have that conversation, but I'm not going to offer it like and try to. We, we got to get you one of those shirts, man, uh, one of your shirts and just put coach on the back of it. Now you can advertise <laughs> without advertising. You know, <laughs> you know I have a weird feeling like I, I like seeing those like shirts because I'm like, I, I always love like seeing other coaches because then I can go nerd out with other coaches but at the same time, like, I don't want to put a target on my back. And like, uh. I'm like, once again, like, I don't want to walk into somebody else's territory wearing a coach shirt with my logo on it. And then like, be kind of like, oh, this is my like, this is my 
territory. Like that's <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm when very working re- out, you'll have a line of people that stand in there watching you. <laughs> Maybe, but like it's just weird. Like I I don't ever want to. There's enough clients out there for all of us not to have to try to like be douchebags and steal clients. Right. Like, America is one of the countries, <clears throat> one of the leading countries in obesity and also yeah. in, uh, in bad health decisions. Um, this is why I usually say go to your doctor, get your hearts checked because, you know, I had a heart transplant. And so I mean, I wasn't even anything I was doing wrong. I was an athlete at the time. Um, it's just I caught a rare heart virus. But some people don't so people have myocarpathy um high blood pressure and working out certainly will help all of that so there's certainly enough people in this country you know in this world but definitely in this in this city you know even i will say charleston is a very healthy city i know i joke about the drinking with the food and bev and all that but uh when i moved here from baltimore it was a hell of a difference um you guys bike in the city a lot you run everybody works out or plays some type of sport like kickball or even volleyball um like football yeah in baltimore back then this is you know going back 10 11 12 years ago they didn't have it as much i'm sure i mean they had like races and marathons but you didn't see it in an everyday city like you see here like no matter where you go you see bike paths and people trying to work out and even in the parks they have like workout equipment like i didn't even know that until i started looking around i'm like oh that's actually an exercise machine you know Yep. I would actually appreciate if we got even more bike routes that were safer, like on the roads and not like off dirt tracks. Like I, like I have a cycle bike and I would love to feel safer, like being able to ride my bike around town. Yeah. I'm not, I don't feel safe enough. I don't, I don't trust those, those like, uh, what's that when I'm coming over like park circle and there's a bike path right there in the middle of the street. I'm just like, I'd be Mm. scared to hit somebody in my car. So I know on my bike, I don't want to, you know, (laughs) yep exactly uh, on the bike is so. a totally different thing you're out there so you know but, but I mean, uh, at least they're trying there's a large coalition of bikers that are, are trying to get safer bike riding paths you know um yeah. and even back in baltimore my man um shaka he's a black dude and he, he's all for like black people riding bikes because there's not a lot of us that do it for exercise um and he's a biker and you know shout out to him he, he on his facebook he all he does is promote um, riding bikes and you know he's riding 30 miles and riding from baltimore to dc and back and i'm like you're nuts but you know that's what they do out there so. hey man more power to him hey start a culture get some people to follow and like let's right. build it up dude like yeah fully I mean, support that and have fun doing it too like it's yeah you know if you could find something to have a passion for to have fun with it that's like amazing that's the best thing you can do in my opinion yeah. you know and make money well, doing it. i don't think he makes money but I'm, you know if something for me i want to have fun enjoy it and make money off of it you know but i think you could also take that approach into like if he builds that up then we can start to add even more inclusion into like how you kind of maybe only see mainly white people ride bikes right like if he starts to build up a good following right of black people riding their bikes now you can go like be like hey we like to ride you guys like to ride and like we have a common interest and now we're bridging a gap that maybe there's a division in baltimore that we are now closing the gap on so i see it as like a way of being able to be inclusive like and i think it's great open up the community open up the gates for everybody we all deserve it deserve a turn (laughs) (laughs) exactly man like i i just i just see a lot of good out of that i i think there there there's a lot of positivity out of that very dope and you know he he knows it's dope he knows what he's doing he's very a wise man you know yeah he's doing it for health you know for whatever he's going through you know shout out to him but health reasons he's biking a lot so i like it you know, stay For strong, sure, man.
Dude, if you ever get on a bike and get into a good rhythm, like when you're on a bike, man, you can really zone out and get into some deep head space. Right. So I, I kind of dissed the bridge early when I said don't go on a first date on a bridge. Uh, but what I used to do is I used to go. There's a bike shop at the base of the bridge. I forget the name of it. It was eight dollars an hour. I would uh, rent a bike and I would ride the bridge like three times a week. Um, just ride the bridge in the park around there and then bring it back. That's the point where the guy knew me. You know, and if I was over an hour, he'd be, ah, that's okay. You know, just charge me the eight dollars and we good. So, I, I'm not opposed to riding bikes. I love riding bikes myself. Hell yeah, man! I love it. Right, so, besides that, let's. Uh, I don't want to hold you up too much. We talked about <clears throat> healthy relationships, working out in the gym. We talked about, you know, breast cancer and everything you got going on. Uh, so let these people know how they can find you again and let them know what else you got going on, if anything, and you know. Tell them about your business. I know we kind of talked about it. I mean, they, they know you're a coach, but, you know, tell them exactly <laughs> what you do besides correcting people's forms in the gym. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, guys, I, I'm a uh, I'm an online nutrition coach. So no matter where you live, whether it's uh, here in Charleston or all the way in California, um, you know, we we have our strong and shredded method that we use to, to help anybody and everybody, depending upon where you're at. You know, I pride ourselves on meeting you where you're at and helping you attain your goals through one step at a time processes. So, um, but if you wanted to learn more, if you want to know more about it, um, you can find me, like I said, on Facebook, Tyler Newton, um, on Instagram at new 10 underscore fitness. Um, shoot me a message. Let me know, like you heard me on the podcast and, uh, love having conversations with people. Um, I will probably give you every, every tip I can for free. <laughs> um, I am just that person. I, I want to help you more than anything. So um, if you want some help, you need some feedback or you just want some clarity on something, um, shoot me a message. I'm always happy to reply and make sure that you get the help you need. Beautiful. I appreciate that. Um, yes, tell them who sent you. you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. You. All right. So we, we're going to get out of here, guys. It was a beautiful conversation. My man, Tyler Newton. Uh, health is wealth. Make sure that you protect your mental health as well as your physical health. Um, you know, because we want everybody to enjoy themselves in life. You only got one life. So if life is hard, what are you comparing it to? Outside of that, we ain't get out of here. I'm going to head. I hate saying I'm headed to happy hour whenever Tyler's around. So, you know, <laughs> going to head to the juice bar today. You know, God bless. And I will see you guys soon. This has been the Sarcasm Remains with Juice and B. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Yo, bless the still, step out, dress to kill Spark the L, what, up, what the deal Clock the squill, the MC overkill Certified sealer, dust 35 mil Jumping out planes, docks the name Cock the flame, back to relief the pain Hater, itch for foe, throw piss control Hit the safe for case, should've switched the code Nigga, sneak a pound through custom drug hounds Down to rob your neighborhood wall bounds Me and my man jumping out sedans Tapping your jaw like Sugar Ray did the red I execute like wars in the fruit 22 inch Rims, the parachute out the Lex Coop The rhythm hit him without the venom And the pin him, skin him with the shit I pull out the journal And I dust die your girl smoking a lot I been had a demo before riding huh? Buy a whip straight up cash out the car lot Clorox your Fort Knox to your car swat Fight off your ear for a silver deer